mostly tourism that we rely on. If people don't come in, it really hurts. How much does the township of Idaho City rely on that, you think? I would say at least 80%. 2016 marked yet another abnormally large wildfire season for a better part of the great American West. The Pioneer Fire last August through October ripped and ravaged its way through roughly 190,000 acres of land in the Boise National Forest. A wide confluence of factors are invisibly taking shape. But one thing is for certain is that it had a permanent impact on a lot of lives. These are some of their voices. Oh, I'm Dee Woodstrom. In fact, most of the, I would say 99% of the shops are closed. This is Lexi, and she's a waitress at Trudy's Kitchen. The world's famous Trudy's Kitchen. Pioneer Fire has slowed down business. Um, they're not grooming the trails as well for snowmobilers. Okay. They kind of want to keep people out of the forest. And other business-owning voices like Nancy at HD's Hideout on Main Street. Because usually we get tons and tons of snowmobilers up here, snowshoers, cross-country people. It's not as abundant. I was lucky enough to run into Dan Tracy, who is the chief of fire for the Idaho City Ranger District in the Boise National Forest for 45 years. You can have all the personnel, the equipment you want. And Mother Nature controls fire. You know, you got 100 degree temperatures. We've had drought. We don't have have the moisture during the course of the year. So those all play into, play into that. The Pioneer Fire is twisting Idaho City's arm in a lot of different and unforeseen economic ways, from more frequent road closures due to heightened avalanche risk which results in less road traffic moving through to town every single day to less summer recreation traffic like hikers and campers due to more restrictive access to areas of the burn in the interest of safety. You know, Smokey the Bear did too good of a job when he, when yeah, he started. Yeah, he did. <laughs> The Forestry Service is putting forth a valiant effort to engage with the public by having several hearings about the Pioneer Fire, where multiple Forestry Service employees were available for free-form question on their areas of expertise. And, you know, we're kind of in this situation throughout forests across the West, so we're trying to, through management, reset some of these fire regimes, but more often than not, it's not acceptable socially if we're around, like, homes. You know, people don't want that. They'd rather have it removed through mechanical means. That was Scott Newman elaborating with the many social difficulties that the Forestry Service faces every single day. We're trying to make something out of a bad situation. That was John Wallace, who's been employed by the Forestry Service since 1997. The area to the south, we were actually going to sell a sale in there last fall, and they, they burn up. So this whole area, we had just finished a proposed treatment to do a bunch of thinning in there to restore it to predominantly Ponderosa Pine Forest. Okay. Just signed that document in June, and the fire started three weeks later. A similar reverberation of frustration seems to be in Idaho City. Well, if it had been long six years ago, the Forest Service would have went back in and done probably subscribed fire in it, reduced some of the fuel loading. I think they would have had some opportunities to stop the fire. It's too late now. So you're saying mitigation here can be a big yeah. problem. One of the specifically contentious issues surrounding the fallout of a fire is how much salvaging of dead wood the Forestry Service should or shouldn't be doing. Here's Mr. Tracy again. Do you think they should be salvaging more? Yes. Forest Service is not allowed to log like they did 20 years ago. The Forestry Service argument seems to be chock full of economic logic and reason. 
But to get it out, it had to be helicoptered. We just can't afford that. So that's why there's not more. The other reason there's not more is the capacity of what we have to prepare the, the sales and compare that to what industry can accept. The Forestry Service is taking proactive measures to improve fire recovery methods. They didn't do a lot of this large-scale stuff on the Mountain Home District when it burned in 2012 and 13. We had three large fires, almost of this size. Two of the three were 150,000 acres each, but um, they didn't do a lot of this large-scale salvage up there. They did a few primary roadways um, that totaled to about 250 acres of roadside hazards. So, you know, it's not like we're just trying to go out to salvage to just get trees on the, on the log truck into the mill. You know, there's, there's a reason why we're doing it. All that money that we generate from cutting these dead trees, we can you know, help stabilize what's left out there. The material that's in there, back in the 90s, it was common practice to go salvage. You know, we have the complaints that, oh, you let that burn just so you can salvage. The exodus of the mining and lodging industries from towns like Idaho City has historically raised tensions between locals and land management across the board. Instances like the Pioneer Fire are only going to tighten this vice grip. One thing many Idaho City residents believe the Forestry Service can change right away is allowing for more ease of access to harvest personal deadfall for firewood to get them through to winter. And they need to let you into more areas so that you can go in and get the dead out. Go to certain areas to get your firewood. 90% of the people up here rely on the firewood to take them through the winter. Regardless of your personal dispositions concerning how forest fires should be properly managed and how to deal with the economic fallout, there's no denying that Idaho City is in it for the long haul. There will be an opportunity for public comment on a revised version of the Pioneer Fire Management Plan put forth by the Boise National Forest on their website before they start their fire salvaging plans in the coming months this summer. Special thanks to Venetia Gempler of the Boise National Forest. Musical credit to local artist Dan Costello. My name is Caleb Hansen, and this piece was produced for Radio Boise's Voices Project.